the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan Subscribe and Drive. No deposit, no compromise, no fuss. Find out more at Nissan.ie. Uh, welcome back to the uh, hard shoulder on News Talk. It's Mark Hagley here. Now, several studies say that exercise and other physical activities can help cancer survivors and patients in treatment. A no-brainer, you would have thought, but that was not always the conventional thinking. Here to talk us through the benefits and to give us advice is oncologist, uh, medical oncologist at the Beacon Hospital, Dr. Lisa Pryor. Good afternoon, Dr. Pryor. Thank you very much for talking to us and taking the time out to do that. Okay, tell us how exercising uh, can help people who have recovered from cancer and why is that new thinking, so to speak? Okay, Uh, hi, Mark. And um, thanks for inviting me on. I suppose this is a topic, exercise and cancer is a topic I'm particularly interested in because it has such far-reaching benefits for our patients. And I suppose I'm a firm believer that exercise is as much a part of the treatment prescription as surgery is or chemotherapy is or radiotherapy is. Um, I guess there was a traditional mantra that cancer patients should relax or rest or preserve their energy, but that would be more recent studies have suggested that actually that's not the case. People should get moving. Physical exercise has an impact in terms of reducing cancer risk. And for those patients who are on treatment, increasing treatment efficacy, reducing side effects, and actually after treatment as well, reducing the chances of cancer recurrence. Lisa, are you still there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, Grant. No, sorry, for, for one moment I thought the line had dropped out. Oh, okay. It's it is funny. Um I, I suppose you'd think, well, look, cancer is such a devastating or certainly when I was growing up was such a devastating diagnosis. In fact, in a lot of cases it was considered to be a death sentence. Now obviously we know that people live with cancer rather than die with it. Um but there has always been a a, a, a perception, I suppose, is that cancer patients um need to be kind of wrapped in cotton wool afterwards and I, I don't know whether that's because of the severity of the treatment, the chemo, the radium, or because of the kind of emotional distress that went with that diagnosis. That's for sure. I suppose cancer is a harrowing diagnosis. And I suppose surgery, chemotherapy, radiotherapy, immunotherapy can impact on cancer patients. It has, I suppose there's a physical, there's a psychological, there's a financial burden as well. But the thing is, exercise actually has benefits for all patients, no matter what stage of cancer it is, type of cancer it is, what age of patient it is, or I suppose what their physical abilities are. Mm. It's funny, actually, there's a bit of a red herring, but it it does feed into the... um, 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 what what it is you're saying, is the first time I came across somebody who had um, a hip replacement, somebody Mm. I knew had a hip replacement, and I went to see them shortly after the operation, and as I got there, they were being walked up and down the corridor. And I was absolutely horrified. They had this scar that was about two feet long from their hip to their knee. And they were up on their feet. And I, I thought, that can't be right. What are you doing? But in actual fact, apparently, they get them up and on their feet as quickly as is humanly possible because it's, it's the best thing for the procedure they've been through and the best thing for the patient. Yeah, that, and that's the same. And that's the same for us as well. Um, I mean, we actually have a Fit for Life program here at the Beacon Hospital, and we offer it to our patients who are actually on treatment at the moment as well. Um, and I suppose what's great, what's great about it is that a lot of patients, when, they've been through, when they're on cancer treatment, they're, they're quite anxious. They're not sure what they should be doing. Um, and gyms and things like that are, are also are, are kind of very off-putting a lot of the time. So what we have here is that you meet with a physiotherapist. They discuss your diagnosis, your goals, 
any issues or, that you may have, like pain, anxiety. And they design an exercise program tailored to you and your abilities. Mm. And they meet with you once a week um, for a 30-minute advice session and then a, a one-hour exercise uh, session that's tailored to you. So it usually involves aerobic sessions as well as strength training as well. Now, given the uh, the number and variety of cancers, um, designing a, a you know a physical activity or or recovery or recuperation uh, program for somebody with cancer is utterly dependent on what the uh, the, the source cancer is, isn't it? Not necessarily. I suppose you have to take into account somebody's I suppose physical function. And, their, and, and particular issues they may have. But a lot of the core principles can be applied across different types of cancers. Mm. And, and we, we all know, or certainly, um, uh, you know, we, maybe not personally, but we know of the stories of the kind of um, physical and emotional fatigue that people can have when they've come off, um, you know, yeah. chemo, radio, and so, you know, sick as a dog, uh, throwing up, uh, I, I, you know, you, you look at them and they're throwing up, so fatigued that um, they can't think straight. How 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 do you encourage somebody who's going through that? How do you say to them, look, I know you're dying, I know you feel sick as a dog, but actually you need to get up and start moving around. Yeah, well, it's firstly, we're a multidisciplinary team. So it's everyone's involved together. And if there are particular symptoms that we can kind of med- medically intervene on, we will. But we do know that it's kind of a vicious cycle. When you're more fatigued, you're you're more sedentary, you lose muscle mass, you're more likely to feel fatigued. And certainly, well, I think with a fantastic study done, done in Waterford IT led by Patricia Sheehan recently, and it enrolled over 30 patients post-cancer treatment who had significant levels of cancer-related fatigue. And they enrolled half the patients to an exercise program and half of patients were just gave advice. And they found that those patients who were enrolled to an exercise program had significantly less fatigue afterwards. And actually more than that, they had improved fitness, cognitive and function. So something we call chemo brain, uh, they had better quality of life, sleep, and reduced anxiety around physical activity. So it gave them a kind of a new lease of life, more confidence. Mm. Well, look, anybody who exercises, any form of exercise knows that one of the great benefits of it is you actually feel better afterwards, you have more energy. It does seem like a kind of oxymoron. You expend all this energy exercising and then you end up feeling more energetic at the end of it. But for people who don't exercise, uh, um, they're going, ah, that's a, you know, it's nonsense. You're pulling my leg or whatever the hell. But it is true. Now, how do we sell that in a way that makes it attractive? Well, I, I, I think really that the, the data speaks for itself. Um, so, I mean, the, the studies have shown that there is a reduced risk of about 50%, 50 to 60% re- relative risk reduction of cancer recurrence in I suppose, most common cancers, breast cancer, colorectal cancer, um, and uh, prostate cancer. And I suppose there's benefits for all cancers, really, but the, the evidence is just emerging. If you heard of a drug that could reduce your risk by 50 to 60% of a cancer recurrence, you would, you, would, you would want that drug. You would demand that drug. We would pay thousands for it. Um, so that because the data speaks for itself, I kind of try to emphasise that with patients that it's as much it's it's as important nearly as the drugs that we are given. Well, the drug you're talking about, you didn't mention the name, but you're talking about serotonin and endorphins, and we produce that ourselves, and we can produce more of it if we exercise more. Yeah, that's true. So 
uh, and and this is another aspect, obviously, of cancer. I mean, apart from the the how physically debilitating it is, it is uh, emotionally debilitating as well. And uh, people can often get very very depressed. And one of, you know, the the best happy drug in the world is the one that we produce ourselves, and we produce that by exercising, or certainly yeah. that's one of the ways we produce it. So, yeah, and that's- so if people actually understood that, it would be a much easier sell, wouldn't it? That's for that's for sure. Um, because we're we're not only I suppose we're not only advertising increased fitness and reduced risk of recurrence. It's also reduced anxiety levels, as we said, reduced uh, reduced stress levels, mm. improved sleep, and actually studies have shown as well that you're more likely to return to work earlier, as well, after okay. undergoing exercise. Okay, uh, this is uh, news talk, uh, and on the couch uh, this evening is Dr. Lisa Pryor who is a medical oncologist at the Beacon Hospital and uh, a great advocate for how important exercise is for recovering um, um, cancer uh, patients and people undergoing uh, cancer treatments. Now, as you know, Lisa, anything to do with exercise has to be fueled in some form or fashion, and that, by and large, means our diet. So what type of diets uh, are important for somebody who's in treatment or for somebody who has recovered? Are they special? Do they have to be tailored specifically for people? Or is there a kind of a, a template that people can work off? Yes. So I suppose they are tailored somewhat. Um, so, for example, perhaps a patient who's undergoing breast cancer treatment with curative intent. Um, a lot of these patients, believe it or not, actually 80% of patients gain weight on treatment. Um, and that's probably something that we don't expect. And that's because patients are more fatigued. They're more likely to become sedentary. Um, steroids and different things as well can can um, lead to lead to weight gain. Um, so what we would usually advise is kind of a Mediterranean style diet. So lots of fruit, lots of vegetables, um, fish, uh, reduced red meat in their diet, and trying to kind of also trying to maintain a, he- a healthy weight or kind of a normal weight throughout treatment. We also know that maintaining a healthy weight actually reduces the risk of breast cancer recurrence. Okay. Now, for patients with stage four cancer, um, those patients, I suppose, we're, we're trying to maintain muscle mass. So we'd often, our dietitians often recommend a high calorie diet, um, something to kind of maintain their muscle mass, maintain their weight. So it can, it, it, it's different mm. depending on the type of cancer. Okay, well, look, uh, um, thank you very much. We've come to the end of it. I suppose, look, you know, people shouldn't wait for a major medical event in their life or, or to get cancelled before they start doing all of this. The fact is that if you if you exercise regularly and eat properly beforehand, you uh, uh, will reduce the likelihood of you catching cancer and make the outcome possibly better. You have better odds in your favour. So uh, thank you very much for that. That's Dr. Lisa Pryor, consultant medical oncologist at the uh, Beacon Hospital. And that's it from us for today. I will be back tomorrow at 4pm. My thanks to the team uh, for today show. That's Ashley Moore, Dan Flanagan, Roisin Davis, Alex Russo and Sonia Totti. Michael Quilligan and Peter Malloy were on sound. Off the Ball is up next. Thanks for listening. Have a good evening. Talk to you tomorrow.